Hey students, we're running down to the end here, hard to believe, so we're going to be, uh, if you're looking at the slides, Cold War Americans time. Uh, it's not just going to be about the Cold War, but uh, it just seemed to work for me when I was uh, figuring out some kind of uh, file name here. So uh, back on track, okay, so the United States in the mid-70s was looking at putting things behind them, uh, and especially the Watergate issue, the Vietnam War, um, those things were really disturbing. And if you look on slide two, you'll see that, you know, they, uh, Americans kind of figured out that things weren't what they thought, that the government was participating in assassinations of foreign leaders and undermining domestic organizations. Um, they were also kind of started really this cult, this cultural war, which had always been brewing, I guess. You could say that, you know, music was part of that too with Elvis Presley and stuff. Uh, but that really got going uh, with the court case, Roe versus Wade, which is one of those, you know, like Brown versus Board of Education, one of the more important cases in American legal history. And it all revolved around uh, reproductive rights. Uh, prior to this time, abortion was illegal, uh, with the exception of the saving the mother's life. Now you have these two organizations about pro-life and right to life, or pro-choice and right-to-life groups that have debated this and will probably debate this forever. Uh, we do know one thing, that actually abortions are um, really driven by the economics of the country. So when the economy is going well, abortions go down. When they're not doing so well, they go up. Okay. So uh, if you look at slide number four, you'll notice that America, again, was trying to put things behind them, and it seemed like really an opportune time to do that because it was Americans' bicentennial. It was the 200th birthday of the United States on July 4th, 1976. And having lived through that era, uh, it was a pretty cool time. There was a lot of you know optimism during that period of time. Uh, you can see a picture of the New York City and uh, the trade towers actually there and all the ships that are are uh, in the harbor area. Well, Carter had won the election in 1976, um, and he was going to go in a different direction. And he's an interesting guy because he's a Democrat from Georgia. He is as far away from a George Wallace, the guy that said segregation today, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever, the Alabama governor. Um, and he really was kind of a different politician in the sense that he tried to tell things as it was. So his uh, crisis of confidence speech that I'll see if I can post up there was important because it, it told people maybe what they didn't necessarily want to hear either. And he was an outsider, so turning the page seemed like a good idea. If you look at Carter's resume on slide seven, you'll know that he was involved in the military. He was a peanut farmer. Before he became a politician, so one of those paths, kind of like Abraham Lincoln, that you would never expected or predicted. He was a one-term governor. He was only a one-term president as well. Uh, he did uh, establish the uh, Department of Energy and the Department of Education. He brokered a peace treaty between Egypt and Israel. He did win the Nobel Peace Prize, uh, and probably more impressively than anything else, he's still working at helping out organizations like Habitat for Humanity. If you see the picture of him with the black eye, that was a recent picture. He's, I think he's 95 now. 
and uh, he's still helping build homes. Uh, and until recently, he was doing teaching Sunday school. So uh, Carter is all about his faith and trying to take that faith into his real life. So he's very consistent there, which is uh, an admirable trait for sure. Did he have problems? Yeah, he did have issues during his term. Uh, we'll start with the one that probably isn't that much of a big deal, but isn't one of the more interesting ones. He had a dysfunctional family like everybody else. His brother, Billy, actually took uh, advantage of the fame that his uh, Jimmy Carter had, and he created his own beer called Billy Beer. It was an embarrassment to the president, minor as it might be, but interesting during its period of time. Uh, the bigger issues really revolved around domestic issues and international issues. The first of those dealt with an organization called OPEC. OPEC is a conglomerate of oil companies in the Middle East. They worked together. As they worked together, they decided they should make more profits on this, and they increased the price of gas by 50%, which was devastating to Americans. Not only that, we had gas shortages. People were literally in line, as the pictures show there, to get gas. Uh, hard to believe. Uh, Moreover, um, companies like Volkswagen, Honda, Toyota, who had been building small cars, really got a foothold in Americans' uh, automotive uh, industry. Before that, you know, General Motors, Ford, Chrysler really owned, dominated that uh, market. They were making large cars that were not fuel efficient. Well, when all of this hit, companies like Volkswagen with the Rabbit, the name of the car, started to really take off because they had very fuel-efficient cars and really has changed the dynamics where uh, Japanese car companies are the best sellers in America. That was not the case back then. G GM alone had over a 50% share, um, and nobody drives General Motors cars anymore, or very few. So um, the bigger issue probably that had an impact on both Domestic and international revolved around a country called Iran. And Jimmy Carter made a critical mistake, two critical mistakes. One is that he felt that Iran was a, uh, a stabilizing force in the Middle East. And he said that. He basically said this is a land of stability. And he could not be more far from the truth. Um, the Shah of Iran, Muhammad, and that's he's painted there, was a leader or kind of king of the country at the time. He was not a well-liked person because he was abusive to his own people. Uh, his, uh, his government was very corrupt. Um, he was, had a, a serious illness dealing with cancer. He came to America to try to get some treatment there. While he was there, Carter actually gave him amnesty. The people in Iran did not like that. And to show their displeasure with that, they stormed the United States Embassy in Iran. Uh, they took 60 Americans hostage for 44, 444 days. Um, the yellow ribbon on slide number 12 highlights the fact that Americans tried to be uh, you know, unified in this thing. They would actually wrap yellow ribbons around their trees in their front, in front of their house to be... Uh, to, uh, you know, symbolically support 
those hostages. It was embarrassing. Carter did try to a rescue mission, but even that failed. The United States military um, had, while they were trying to land, actually uh, two helicopters uh, collided, causing this airplane to basically blow up. Uh, eight military uh, Air Force people died in this case. Uh, it was truly an embarrassment to the United States. Eventually, they did get... Uh, they did allow the hostages to go back home, and you can see that picture there. But they only did that, Iran only did that at the last, uh, as the first day of Ronald Reagan's presidency, which is another embarrassment to Jimmy Carter because he was trying to get them um, out of there at the end. Okay, um, To top everything off, in 1979, there was also the invasion of Afghanistan by the... Um, by the Russians, uh, which made the United States look weak, and we couldn't really do anything about that either. So we're going to leave polit uh, politics here and go to what I call a hidden revolution, which revolves around technology and computers. Enoch was um, officially kind of the first computer, and you can see a picture of it there. It's enormous. It's you know the size of your house or whatever. Computers originally were human beings. Um, and during the Second World War and then the Cold War, uh, computers were used mainly for military purposes. Uh, as they expanded, they became more into the research side. Uh, institutions like universities had them, um, and organizations like NASA used them. Katherine Johnson uh, worked at NASA as a computer she was a mathematician, and is one of the reasons why the United States got to the moon. Um, she was highlighted in the movie called Hidden Figures, um, a really great story. Uh, computers evolve into something that is not the size of a house, but into a small personal computer. And that really starts with uh, this uh, edition of Popular Electronics, which is a magazine in 1975. They highlight the Altair 8800, uh, and this is like the first personal computer. Two people, two groups of people read this. One is in California, and they've got an, a group called the Homebrew. That's Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, who are working out of their, their uh, Jobs' house. Uh, and then there's another group that is looking at it from... Um, the software side of things. And so um, they're working with a company called BM, or IBM, who's also has been manufacturing computers for quite some time. Um, Paul Allen is one of them, and um, uh, what's his name now? Uh, Bill Gates. Uh, Bill Gates is the other. And what they do, which is pretty interesting, is that they help IBM, they build this software system, but they do not sell the software system to them. So what we know is Microsoft today and Apple really come out of that, and it revolutionizes, you know, the not only the personal computer, but it, as they downsize this, they make it easy, accessible to use, they make it affordable, and they make it so you can connect with other people. And what they do really well is that they look at what the user wants, not what they want to manufacture for them. OK, 
okay? All of this goes into uh, the internet, which is also created for uh, the government. So what we have today with uh, email and everything else was really driven by government intervention. Remember I told you that government doesn't always do bad things. They can actually do a lot of good things. So the internet is one of those, I think. Now there's downsides to the internet as well. Um, this is considered to be kind of the me generation, though, of those people that grew up. I don't know that I'd consider myself in that group, but um, I'll put out a clip of a, a very famous movie during this period of time. But discos were really big. Uh, Elvis Presley died in 1977, and he probably was happy that he was no longer around. That's debatable, of course. But... Um, Disco was a different type of music going in a different direction. It really took off. And you can see on the next slide there that Elvis had changed drastically. He had picked up an excessive amount of weight. He was uh, on uh, what they call uppers and downers drugs. So to wake up, he'd take an upper. To fall asleep, he used a downer. And eventually that caused him to uh, have a heart attack. He was only like uh, 42 years old when that happened. So another piece of culture that happened. We had a new president, and that president was Ronald Reagan, and he asked, he really won the election based on this question, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And the answer to that, as you can see with the map there, was no. Okay, there was only, you know, four states that really went with Carter. Um, he, this is a major landslide for him. He won. Uh, the, Reagan wasn't just a new politician, but he started this kind of revolution. For, I think, a lot of people, he was a throwback to kind of like FDR. He's a really good communicator, and he believed in two elements. He believed in smaller government, and he promoted pride in America. So he was very optimistic about everything. Um, he even said in his inaugural speech, government is not the solution to our problems. Government is the problem. Now, remember, I, I kind of debate this, or I, I'm not sure that I agree with that, because it says in the Constitution, we the people. So the government is the people. Okay, It's not the other way around. But he put it in simplistic terms, and people believe that he was right. Economically, he came up with what some people call Reaganomics, or trickle-down economics, or supply-side economics. Uh, and what he did, and it worked for a period of time, but he, he cut programs, like social programs, like food stamps and student loans. He also cut taxes. So he felt that if you cut taxes for the wealthiest people, that would trickle down to everybody else. He also tried to cut, and he did, deregulate um, industry. So he said, take the government out of all of these things, okay? Uh, to some extent, that really worked during the 80s, but long-term-wise, it has also created this have-and-have-not scenario there, Okay. Gender-wise, his um, you know he's known as the the president to put in the first um, Supreme Court justice Sandra Day O'Connor in there, but overall uh, lower courts he only put in three out of seventy-two. So hardly did he promote women for new positions. Okay, uh, Reagan is also known for running up that debt. So what he did when we get into the Cold War, you'll see that he spent a lot of money on the military and the deficit started to balloon up. Okay, So you can make an economy go up or do well if you put a lot of money into it 
but sooner or later you have to pay that money back, and that will happen during the 90s under a guy named Bill Clinton. If he's known for nothing else, Reagan's really known for uh, the, the kind of last chapter of the Cold War. And if we went back to the Cold War, the Cold War really was happening everywhere, right? It was happening uh, in proxy wars with Korea and Vietnam. It was also happening in outer space. It was happening in people's backyards with fallout shelters. Um, You know, it was a menace to Americans for a very long period of time. Uh, There's a picture of John F. Kennedy in front of the Berlin Wall, uh, which is very symbolic of the Cold War. And he said, I am a Berliner in, in German. 191 people had tried to cross over to get um, through or over the wall. Uh, and they were all shot and killed. Okay? Uh, in 1980, the Olympics were held just at the end of Jimmy Carter's era were held. The Winter Olympics were held in New York. And the Summer Olympics were held in uh Russia, Moscow, the Americans boycotted the Russian games, but they did not, the Russians did not boycott the American games. And one of the most famous um, uh, sporting events to ever happen was the United States hockey team, which is a bunch of amateur college kids who defeated the Russian um hockey team, which was basically a professional team that had been winning for the last 20 years. So, but the Olympic Games were not, especially this this event, the hockey, was not only symbolic for a sporting event, it was symbolic in the Cold War. Have you ever seen the, heard the movie, um, Pride, is it Pride? I think it is Pride. A uh, great movie about the, this, time period. Uh, You'll see that Herb Brooks was the coach there uh, and had figured out a way to beat the uh, Russians at their own game, if you will. But for Reagan, the Cold War was uh, saying it like it was. He called them the evil empire and spending a lot of money on defense. So the SDS uh, is uh, a basically um, a strategy, if you will, uh, to undermine it. And that actually stands for Strategic Defense Initiative. Uh, Some people called that a Star Wars. So what that meant was that he believed, Reagan believed that you could have these satellites up in the, over the United States protecting the country and would use lasers to actually take down uh, warheads that were coming from Russia. Okay. He also wanted these B-2s and B or F-117s, uh, which were stealth technology at the time. So he was willing to put his chips in on this, spend a lot of money during this period of time. It got to be, be the point where Americans were kind of shaking their heads or people all over the world were shaking their heads because uh, at the time, between the two countries, they had 50,000 nuclear weapons. So they could, you know, destroy the planet, you know, a thousand times over or something it was it was just crazy okay he did stand in front of the berlin wall just like uh, kennedy did and he told uh, gorbachev who was the leader of the russians at that time to tear down that wall he did have 
issues, though, also revolved around the Cold War policy, which is the Iran-Contra affair. And the Iran-Contra affair was that the Americans were selling weapons to Iran and then funneling those profits from Iran into what they called Contras. And Contras were anti-communist in Nicaragua, which is in Central America. Uh, And that is illegal. And he should have been impeached for that, honestly. Uh, Although he said he didn't really know that much about that. Uh, The president is, you know, supposed to uh, be responsible for his administration there. And so they were really dealing under the table in all of this. The thing that changed, I think, the tone of of, uh, the Cold War was really... Not only Reagan softening up during his second term, but a guy named Mikhail Gorbachev, who came into power in 1985, just at the right time. Gorbachev was known for having this funny birthmark on his forehead, but he was also known for uh, for glasnow, which is openness. So he allowed people to debate things for the first time, really. And Pestrovskoff's. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, could be off, Um, which is really restructuring of the governments. So he allowed a lot of new things. He also came up with a treaty, agreed with Reagan to come uh, develop the INF Treaty, which dealt with nuclear warheads, and he ended this very long war in Afghanistan that the Russians were involved in. That war was very, very much like our war in Vietnam, okay? All of this then really took a major turn on November 9th, 1989 um, with the Sinatra Doctrine. This was a belief by uh, Gorbachev that he should allow the satellites, the Russian satellites, to do what they wanted to do. And um, Berlin in Germany, East Germany, did exactly that. On that day, the wall, the Berlin Wall, was then starting to be demolished, okay? People, uh, you can see, are standing on it. They put, uh, parts of it were were um, pushed over. Um, the genius of the new president, which is George Herbert Walker Bush, one of our more underrated presidents, I think one of our best ones as well, was that he didn't get too involved and he kind of let things you know, settle here, and he wasn't willing to insert himself into this um, as as things started to crumble on Russia and they started to lose control over not only these satellites, but even their own country and the fall of communism. Um, Bush is also known for two other things, and that is his involvement in the Americans with Disability. Uh, this allowed uh, accessibility of um, people that were disabled, so it made it mandatory that you uh, built in safeguards for people to use wheelchairs and other things like that, and it also uh, provided guidance in hiring people that had disabilities. Um, and this is really kind of like under the Civil Rights Bill or a Civil Rights Act that we've talked about in the past. It's an extension of that. Uh, moreover, he's he's definitely more known for the Gulf War, which was a, a very successful um, pushback on the Iraqis who invaded a country called Kuwait. Um, 
and all of this was done really on live TV, so we could see this and on CNN at the time. Uh, after this uh, one-year conflict, about a year-and-a-half conflict, uh, Bush actually had a 90% approval rating. Really remarkable. 1992, you would have thought everything would have been going Bush's way, but the economy was really slowing down, and a guy named Bill Clinton had a slogan, which is said, the economy stupid, and that's what he focused on. It was also the year of three presidential candidates, including a guy named Ross Perot, who ran independently. Of course, Clinton's uh, terms, you know, it was a, uh, in office for eight years, are probably most known for his affair with uh, an intern, Monica Lewinsky, uh, and I'm going to stop there. I'll pick up the rest of the slides when we talk about them at our next Collaborate session.